Sub nerds, welcome to the second installment of the powerful Quarantine Cast special episodes. This, as well as the previous one, has been live streamed. And on this occasion, we have guest Jason Ashcraft from bands you might know, like Helium Prime, Dire Peril, and the new project Planeswalkers. We will keep making some more of these uh, live unedited episodes. And if you want to catch the actual live stream, make sure to follow us on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash powerful podcast and also on YouTube. And you'll get notified when we go live. And we'll also publish it on Facebook and Instagram and the usual places. This was recorded on Sunday, March 22nd. And I hope you enjoy it. So just, let's just start the actual thing that we wanted to do. Like, an, so, like, two minutes like later. 42 minutes <laughs> hey, later. This is about average for us. When oh we say, gosh. okay, we're going to, we're going to start recording at like 11. It means we're going to actually start at like noon. Right. That's so right. we're yeah. actually ahead of schedule. We got the audio recording stuff under control, but this video streaming business is a little bit new. So this is only our second time doing it. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't yeah. know how the professionals do it. But I don't good know. On I, like, I have a newfound respect for Twitch streamers. Like, y'all are good at the technologies. <laughs> right. Anyway. Yeah. So. Okay. Welcome to uh, this very special, powerful live cast uh, to our, like, one maybe viewer that we have. Uh, we are going to be talking. We only need with... one. Only need one. Only need one. So we're going to be talking with our friend Jason Ashcraft from Helion Prime, amongst many other things. Hello, Helion, Jason. Good to have you back on the show here. Helion hey. Carroll, Planeswalker. <laughs> I think. <laughs> great to be back. I think back. this makes you the uh, the second repeat guest after John Yelland. So oh. not not bad. Not bad at all. Considering yeah. I know the guy. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you, could, you guys should be in a band together. That'd be that'd be cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Thought about it. Yeah. Between him so, and I, all the projects we're going to create, you know, yeah. The kings of American power metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, what we've been wanting to do here and the real whole reason we're doing the whole live stream thing is we just wanted to have little chats with bands that have been affected by the whole coronavirus COVID-19 <laughs> thing, whether their tour got canceled or their festival got canceled, their album release is getting fucked up. It's, the whole world's on fire, metaphorically. And so we right. wanted to just get a sense for how it's been affecting you and your 20 bands. Well, thankfully, it hasn't too much yet because all of us have been kind of like, I mean, well, not, not totally. So the Hyperspace Festival in April got postponed. Um, so that's obviously a big bummer, especially for me, because both Dire Peril and Helium Prime were scheduled for it. So that would have been the first kind of big festival where I had both bands. So I was pretty excited about that. But that's really a, a minor thing in comparison to what's been happening to a lot of people. So I feel very fortunate um, because so far it hasn't done huge damage on us because, you know, Dire Peril set to play Mad With Power in August. And, you know, hopefully everything's back to normal by then. Oh, and God, I hope no, so. We're, we're really hoping it's back to normal. Yeah, I don't know if I can stand like five more months of this. <laughs> right. And, you know, Helium Prime's talking about touring later in the year. So, again, 
hopefully not too bad because there's definitely a lot of other bands that got hit harder than us so i'm fortunate for that um yeah yeah like some bands were like getting like stuck in other countries or losing or like tens of thousands of dollars having to fly back or drive around the closed borders is what i've heard from other bands there's like a lot of indiegogos out there right now for help us recover our lost tour costs and it's it's just a sad side of affairs to see it's very unfortunate too to see people kind of attacking these bands and it's like you know it's silly and maybe just because you know i live it but to when you're reminded that there's still people who don't realize what it takes to even put on a small tour you know so to imagine what it takes to put on these bigger tours the money and you know what the people you have to pay it's not just the bands and so it's like these bands that you know they're asking for a hundred thousand dollars it's like they're not trying to pocket that money they're trying to pay every single person who is now out of money because this tour was canceled you know the roadies the drum techs whoever you know the 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 people who do the lights doesn't matter the bus driver everyone's losing not just the bands and so it's a big you know it's a big thing yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, I think a lot of people overlook just how much effort and work goes into putting on a tour. Not to mention yeah. all of the merch that they've already printed that now they can't sell. Well, that's the you know that's the thing too is when you go on tour and all right, we got we need a tour T-shirt, and then you got to guess like, well, how many do we think we're going to sell? You don't want to print too little, but you don't want to print too much. So you're fronting that cost. And the idea is to hopefully sell out of that shirt. So you make back that cost and then some to, yeah. make, you know, a little bit of money. So like you said, you know, these bands are fronting the cost of all these merch items. And now it's like, Oh, just kidding. Your tour's canceled. So it's like, cool. <laughs> now what? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think anyone who can help these bands right now is it's amazing. You know, and especially because obviously everyone's getting hit. So it's a very, it's a very fragile time, right? Because everyone needs, everyone needs help, not just musicians. So yeah, dude, it's such a weird situation and I don't want to get into like politics so much, but it just like really brings out like how dependent our society, society is on like being able to work and make money. Like, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to look like in the next few months, but I feel like there has to be some, some like real, something real creative <laughs> to fix this problem. Right. Cause yeah, like you said, yeah. Yeah. If like, this we happens can't just, again we this can't year, just, <laughs> we can't just crowdfund every band and every restaurant that is going to lose business. Exactly. Yeah. Just not what a, a time to be alive. Yeah. What a shit show. <laughs> right yeah so what's the situation like in you're in uh you're in northern california right what what's it like over there i honestly still don't really know because you hear so many things from different people like i guess i guess we're in a shelter in place or it's 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 like a very much like a we highly suggest you stay at home i i don't really know because again like one person says this, one person says that. I try to look it's things so up confusing. online, but everyone's Dude, saying so something, something else. All I know is I'm working at home now. I'm fortunate enough that I can do that. So I'm pretty much just... um, I'm pretty much just staying at home as much as I can. 
until I hear otherwise. Like, uh, and you know, it's the best I can do. I feel very lucky because it's silly to say, but I actually had a ton of toilet paper before this went down. So I'm good. I'm good set. timing. You're you're saved <laughs> yeah. by timing in several ways. <laughs> very, very much like the for real. Like I was looking, I was thinking about that. I was like counting up my toilet paper. I was like, oh, thankfully I have a lot. Like I had just bought some. Yeah. Um. So I'm good. All right. Right. Yeah. The bidet, <laughs> I don't the know, bidet but... market is also doing well. Like people are trying to figure out how to wash their ass without toilet paper. <laughs> This is right. this is the this is the the time that we live in right now. <laughs> this is the dystopia that we have created. Yeah. God bless humanity. Um. Yeah. yeah. The only blessing is that you know we're able to uh, socialize via the internet. Um. If the internet goes down, I don't know what we'll do. <laughs> I've done so many more like online chats and video chats this last week than I have like any other time before this yeah man i think I just peeled, like we need that human contact i peeled the tape off of this webcam like yesterday when we were chatting right. with jake there's still like I mean, shitty tape on it <laughs> like you said the internet's definitely saving us right now it's what's letting a ton of people work from home so like you said Absolutely. if the internet goes then we're really in trouble then we're really so, fucked internet yeah so so bless bless yeah. the internet um <laughs> bless delivery people Bill Gates. And i don't know <laughs> i who made the internet who, whoever made the internet <laughs> the, one was the, the one person who made yeah. the internet that um, internet guy thank you i'm yeah. I, i'm in, i'm totally surprised there's there should have been a song dedicated to the one person who made the internet on the newest uh helium prime album which is kind of cool um can you tell us a little bit more about the it. album and the concept? Yes, after I look up who made the internet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Was one of the guys on the album the guy who made the internet? He needs to be now. I literally Looks like Googled who made Robert the internet. Robert Kahn and Vent Kerf. <laughs> Whoever that is. Praise Fair be. Fair enough. His um, history of the internet. Tim, Tim Berners-Lee. Oh, see, I got two different people. No, even the internet doesn't know who made the internet. Eh. Oh my gosh. It's a mystery. Yeah, yeah okay. So I uh, we, we don't entirely blame you for not having a song on the person who made the internet. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the new album, Question Everything. Uh, I actually had the idea long ago. Like, I think I've had the idea since we were writing the first album. And I actually, I used to be a teacher for children with autism. And one of the books we had in the classrooms was a book about Galileo. And I was just kind of reading through it. And obviously a lot of people know Galileo and his story. I mean, we're taught it in high school and middle, whatever, middle school, high school. I don't remember exactly when, but we're taught it when we're younger. And so I was reading up on it and I was like, you know, and then, you know, you kind of think about it and all these scientists and people of their time who was like, no, you know, I know what you're saying, but everything I show is showing this. And for one reason or another, their peers are just like, dude, stop, stop that. You're wrong. And then, you know, then later, years later, it's like, oh, they were actually correct. And I thought an album based around that would be really cool uh, to kind of shine some light on that and what these people have gone through 
And then so then I started doing some research and there weren't a lot of stories that, you know, because that that's very specific. I was like, I want it to be about scientists who questioned what they were told to be true and ridiculed for it and then later proven right. But there surprisingly wasn't a lot of that throughout history enough for a full album. But then I started reading about other people, like the single we just released to our Kickstarters about Alan Turing. And, you know, a lot of those stories kind of spoke to me. He wasn't really, you know, ridiculed for his theories. Like he was always praised for them. But his issue was at his time where he lived, you know, he was a homosexual. And by law, that was illegal. So he was con completely stripped of everything. He was banned from working for the government. And he was like put on hormone treatment for two years or a year or something. You know, I don't even know. And then, you know, two years after his sentencing, they found him dead from cyanide poison in his house. And they say, like, I guess from what I've read, it's like not a suicide. Oh, but, come on. <laughs> but but it's kind of like oh, it pretty sure because they found really? an apple. They found an apple with a bite out of it with and a cyanide in it. So it's like, I mean, obviously. And apparently one of his, you know, favorite movies was Snow White. You know, and the whole apple and all that. So very, very poetic. Oh my God. Um, and so that, you know, and that spoke to me. And so we kind of went, I was like, all right, well, let me find some other people who maybe they weren't, you know, ridiculed for their theories, but maybe more of who they were. And, and that caused a hiccup for whatever they were trying to do. Um, so there's a lot of that going on in the album as well. And then we have a song about Socrates, who is not a scientist, but. I was reading up on his story and it was very inspiring. So there's a lot of wiggle room in the album. It, it kind of went from one stern theme to like around the theme itself. But I'm very excited about it. And it was a lot of fun to do. So, yeah, that's cool. Um, I'm sure it'll be fun to Wikipedia, all these people <laughs> and, the, the, right. and their stories. Yeah, there's. There's one person who's a fictional character, so I just ha I had to do it. So there's a song about Cornelius from Planet of the Apes. And I always wanted, to, you know, Planet of the Apes is one of my favorite film series. The the reboot, the originals, all of them. I just love them all. And I always wanted to write a song about Planet of the Apes. And, you know, if anyone's familiar with the first movie, he was kind of in the same situation where he was trying to prove that humans were once intelligent. And all the higher up apes were like, nah, bro, you're crazy. So I was like, well, it, it technically works. So I got my I got my Planet of the Apes song in there. <laughs> oh, he was the he was the like super smart ape. <laughs> yeah. I just wikied it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's badass. All right. Legit. <laughs> yep. So so I, I managed to sneak him in. So he's the one fictional character and everything else is based in real life. But, you know, had to get my cool. sci-fi in a little bit. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So but I think this... personally, go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. I was just going to like lead into the next spiel. I was going to say, personally, I think this is my favorite album, uh, whether people agree or not, but mainly just because it was so much fun to make. Like getting, like I said, getting to do all the research on the different people and then how are we going to spin it? Because that's the thing, too, that we didn't so much. We had to focus on a very specific topic with each person. So it wasn't so much the person and what they did. So for example, like um, we, the first the the first song we put out, the final theory about Einstein, there's 
many things we could have sung about Einstein, you know, and what he's done. And Einstein was kind of a tricky one because, again, he was a guy who was never really ridiculed, but we more focused on his theory of everything um, and how he believed everything in the universe was connected. And in his later years, he really kind of focused on that. And a lot of his peers were kind of like, yeah, I don't really know, man. Um, so again, so each one's very specific. So some of the songs may not really sing so much about who the person was or what they did, but more the very specific situation that led to, you know, what would transpire later. So it's very fun. Very fun to make. Yeah. 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 That final theory demo sounds great. And, um, I see that you have a Kickstarter for this, um, for the production of this album. Um, we do. Yeah. Actually, I found out yesterday as we were listening to the the prof song um, that the man who made me this coffee, my my husband, uh, he purchased a tear that involved tattoos. <laughs> so it was him. Oh, God. Oh, we're... he was the only one. Wait. No, so yeah, one, but... someone did it for me and someone did it for Chad, but we know who did it for Chad. So we were trying to figure out who did who chose mine. Oh my and god, that was that was my husband. <laughs> oh well, I'm very excited to see what he chooses. This is so. great. Oh my god. Um I think he's gonna yeah. He I, I I thought I thought he was joking, but I guess oh he is the only one. This is one backer. <laughs> yeah. Well and there's one like, if you go down, there's one for Chad as well. So both both Chad and oh I have my been, god. Have been yeah, chosen. I think I think Jawe is gonna tell you to get the powerful logo on it. Yeah, that that's what we've been considering the powerful logo. I'll do it. I'll do it, man. That's awesome. Oh my Damn. god. I don't know if he has any other suggestions, but he was like, Yeah, let's just let's just do the powerful logo. You guys also you're gonna be taking a pudding bath, is what I've heard. What what's the deal with what that? What is going on? <laughs> well, as of today, we've broke seven thousand, so I have to do it. But yeah, uh, so that was all Camden <laughs> from Seven Kingdoms. He was kind of joking. <laughs> And I did a live stream where I chugged a surge for every five donations. Oh, and shit, dude. Camden's like, do a pudding bath when you reach $7,000. And then I was kind of thinking of like, well, I could do some silly cross promotion because 7K, seven hey. kingdoms. I was like, hey, hey if I reach $7,000, I'll do a pudding bath while listening to the new Seven Kingdoms EP, Empty Eyes, that just came out. Um, and do a little cross promo there. So... We broke $7,000. The problem is we broke it faster than I anticipated. And I don't actually have pudding money. So we're going um, <laughs> to yeah, wait till I... <laughs> we're going to wait till next Saturday. And I'm actually going to make an announcement later. But whoever's listening to this. So I get paid on Friday. So next Saturday, I'm going to do a live stream. Oh, pudding my back. God. Yeah. Also, it's going to be <laughs> it's gonna be appropriate. Feasible. Is it to get that much pudding? <laughs> Ah, right now. Yeah. Well, That's I'm kind of hoping. Hard. I'm hoping people aren't stockpiling pudding, and if they are, then I guess I'll just owe everyone a pudding bath when this is all over. So, but the okay. pudding bath will happen. We can. We can get. I feel like pudding's got to be one that's not really getting sold out, but who knows? It's I went crazy in. Times. Yeah. I went in the other day. I don't know if because if you saw the the promo photo I did, and I bought the two packets for that, and there was a decent amount. Not a ton, okay. but it wasn't okay. out. Um, to start. Yeah. And, you know, I'm thinking of like little loopholes for myself, like maybe buy a little sure. packet of powdered 
pudding. Yeah, you can just I was pour it in say, the water, and I'd be like, hey, it's a pudding version. bath, right? So yeah. you can use the powdered version. It's probably more economical. Yeah. Exactly, and then maybe do that, and then I'll just eat pudding and be weird. I don't know. You, you can just yeah, just like clean yourself first, so you can still eat the pudding, so it doesn't go to waste. You know? Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a lot There's of, a lot economical of ways to do this. Exactly. So, you we'll know, be smart I know Camden's it. hoping to see a full-on pudding bath, but oh, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta keep it somewhat appropriate. So, all <laughs> yeah. right, okay. So, yeah, it's probably the weirdest thing I've done, but I blame Camden. Mm. Camden also had the idea for the surge. So, really, if you guys need to hire someone for silly ideas for your kickstarters, Camden from Seven Kingdoms is the guy. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what it sounds like. We we need yep. to get him on too. You should. Yeah, he's a uh, he's an interesting character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you guys are signed to record label. Um, what was the reason? Like, you still needed a Kickstarter to fund further costs for this album. Well, so actually, we're going back to independent for this album. Yeah. So that's oh, why we're I doing the see. Kickstarter. Okay. That so makes we uh, sense. we signed with AFM for a two album deal, um, but then okay. they re they re released the first album. That's one, yeah. and then they did Terror, which was two. Yeah. So that's all we had on the contract. Um, mm. So for this one, it was more. We just you know for everybody involved, it was just easier to. Uh, do this one solo um okay i don't know i i like doing things on my time afm was fantastic i have no hard feelings with anybody involved you know yeah. i love the opportunity but i also hate waiting <laughs> and so like this i like it's true <laughs> i like to be like if we want to release something today i want to do it so you know that is, that's a good reason yeah we just you know it just seemed better and we wanted to try it out you know and so far you know, we're doing really good. I mean, we've hit 7,000 in a week, which I was honestly kind of nervous. I was like, man, 12,000 is a lot. We've never asked for this much before. And I was like, can we do it? But the response has been pretty good so far. And the yeah. people who have heard Prof seem to really enjoy it. So hopefully it'll just keep on rolling. You know? Yeah, I think there's a lot of support for this um, album. Um, people are excited to hear it. And yeah. I think I think Kickstarter sort of makes sense for this kind of production. You've clearly like outlined the costs of everything. So I hope people will realize um, yeah. the work and the cost that it goes into producing an album. Well, that's the thing, too. I and think you get an album in the end. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. it's very important to put that in there instead of like, hey, give us twelve thousand dollars. Yeah, just because. But when they can see, like, here's why, here's what this it's makes, going to. Yeah, you it know. makes sense. Like, none of it's going to our pocket. Like, the idea, you know, when this is all said and done, we won't be sitting in my room like, ha look what we got. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's the all The pudding going bath becomes a money bath. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just eating pudding with all the, like, here, guys, you paid for this. Yeah. Um. So the money's, it's all 100% going into the album in some way. So. Yeah. Cool. But it's very exciting. Yeah, like I like the sound of the of the demo track so far. Were there certain uh, like changes you wanted to consciously make in this album moving forward from uh, Terror? Uh, not really. Um, you know, 
I don't know, man. I try. I do the way I look at it when I write a song is I try to do my best. I never consider myself to be a fantastic writer. I'm just happy people seem to like it enough that we got a decent following. So whenever I write an album, I kind of just go in song by song, like, all right, let's hope this one doesn't suck. So I, um, one of the biggest things I did is I think with terror that I still very much enjoy when I listen to it, but I, I definitely put in that, there was definitely that stress factor because the first album did very well. And now here we are on, on AFM, right? Some of, some of the bands I grew up listening to as a kid were on there. So I felt a little bit of that pressure. And I think subconsciously there was that like, well, what do people want to hear instead of just writing what I want to write? And I think, so this time I just went back to like, whatever, dude, I'm just going to write a song. And if someone likes it, cool. But you know, like, and I think that definitely helped taking that pressure off of like expectations, you know? And so, yeah, since you have like an audience after the first album, right? And so, and s- you just got to kind of remember that hey, you know, people liked it. So, I don't know. And what it really comes down to is, I'm very happy with this third one. So, if only I like it, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's important. That's that's the most important part. That's the yeah. spirit. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so, so there wasn't on, a big uh, difference in right. One thing I did do, uh, which is silly, is I, uh, is um one thing I did do is I was a little more conscious about writing in, in keys, which sounds silly, but I remember Chad was joking one day and he's like, bro, you use all the same chords all the time. <laughs> I was like looking at our last two albums. I was like, man, he's right. I do. And I think as a guitarist, you just instinctively that open string that becomes your key, you know? So I did a lot on this album. There's definitely jumping around of, uh, trying out new new keys to write in than just that open drop C, right? So, and I think it turned out kind of cool that way. It let me experiment with progressions I hadn't really done before. Yeah, that's cool. I feel like each key ha- kind of has its own uh, personality. <laughs> like some, exactly. like, like E major for some reason sounds like really bright and cheery and like, fuck, springtime and shit. But that's that's <laughs> yeah. that's cool. Sounds fun to there's, experiment. There's with. no E major song. <laughs> it's not nothing is that <laughs> cheery. No. <laughs> right. Yeah, this is definitely an album full of depressing songs. Well, no, yeah. I shouldn't say that. We we made sure to like, even though a lot of these stories are tragedy stories, we tried to write them in optimistic ways, right? Because at the end of the day, all these people were eventually given their given the respect they should have had, you know. So try to end on positive notes yeah also um it's power metal <laughs> right yeah True. yeah even even forlorn I mean, scientists have to end on a on a ma- major key in power metal <laughs> right and that's the thing too though i would say with this album is actually um because even though like helium prime we're like oh power metal you know if you listen to helium prime there's a lot of elements that you know, some might consider not really power metal and that's okay. I mean, totally. And with this album, with this album, I definitely think we go, we venture off even more in that direction. We still have a few, I would say power metal bangers, like the title track question, everything. I think a lot of people are really going to like that one. Uh, expect like the power metal fans for sure. Um, but there's actually quite a few songs where I actually took some 
older in flames inspiration for them, you know? And so it's got a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know? So we'll see. I think, I think we just started calling ourselves power metal because it's easier, but really Mm. I just kind of, I'll write what sounds good at the time. And I'm not too worried about, is it power metal enough? I don't know. Yeah. I think people like (laughs) can write themselves into a ditch trying to be power metal. So yeah and what's, what you want and the, the funny thing about that too is you know i grew up on loving blind guardian halloween gamma ray hammerfall all yeah. these power metal bands but i still feel like i can't actually like if if someone said hey man write a song like halloween i don't think i could actually do it even though as much as i love these bands it just doesn't come naturally to me to write that kind of straightforward power metal you know so that's why I kind of stopped trying to be full on and just like whatever I'm feeling in the moment, I'm going to write it. So, but it seems to be working out. So cool. it's melodic ish metal close just, enough. Just, yeah, call call it heavy, whatever just, you want. just call it heavy metal and like move on. It's, it's all good. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So on um, terror of the very long named space monster, um, you were working together with Sozos too um, right. on the lyrics and the songs. Now you have uh, Mary as your vocalist. How is the right. how is working with her? Oh, working with Mary is fantastic. Um, you know we we sort of she you know she filled on the on the unleash the archers tour for us. Because uh, Sozos couldn't get in for visa issues, you know yeah. the whole visa thing is what unfortunately eventually led to Sozos having to exit the band. But in a in a funny way, you know things worked out, and I'll get into that in a second. But you know, so Mary filled in. We all had great chemistry. It all worked out. Um, and so when it became obvious that well, this isn't going to work with the distance, you know, having Mary step in was a no brainer. Um, you know, of course it was a bummer, like, here we go again. Right. But <laughs> everything just kind of worked itself out. Uh, and then now Sozos and I are starting a new project together, uh, which I'm really excited about. And that one, the goal is to be a little, is to be even more straightforward power metal than probably both projects I currently have now, because, you know, that's Sozos, that's him right there is Sozos is the power metal boy. So with Planeswalkers, we're going to be. I'm going to try and go as power metal as I could possibly go with that one. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's, that's where you can so get we'll your power metal practice on. Yeah. So that's, and that's why I told Sozo. So I was like, all right, man, you're going to have to help me out with this one. Cause you know, this stuff doesn't come naturally to me, but you know, that is the goal with planeswalker. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so working with Mary has been fantastic. And you know, we, we've also had another key figure in the songwriting with this album, which since we're live streaming, I'm not going to say it, but on Monday I am releasing a new video announcing that. So I think people are going to be very excited. And that's all I'll say about that for now. Ooh, a teaser. Secretive. Yeah, a little teaser there. You know, I was going to tell you guys until you said you were live streaming. So I was like, well, <laughs> guess I'll uh, uh, have to hold uh, that one w- Once we turn it off, we'll, we'll, we'll get in on it maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll yeah, let you two know before everybody else. Okay, we won't we won't tell anyone. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just gotta make it two days. Yeah. Yeah, two days. Yeah, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Like I said, I think, you know, I think I, I've had the most fun writing this album than the last two for sure for a lot of reasons. 
Um, but this album just came together really great. And so I'm very excited to get it out there for sure. Yeah, I'm excited to listen to it. Uh, like I've enjoyed seeing your guys' shows with Mary at uh, the tour with Unleash the Archers and uh, Mad with Power last year. So getting yes. a, a proper release with that, I think, will be pretty cool. Yeah, she's, cause she's a really talented vocalist, and I like her yeah. her like voice hacks podcast. Yeah, and she, you know, and you know, one thing I love about Mary too, great singer, and you know, she's got amazing stage presence, um, which is always great to have. You know, you don't uh, don't want the singer who's kind of standing standing there like the singers really got to bring that energy <laughs> yeah um, it's for sure. good to have mary like in a band again because it has yeah, been a while right? since she was in a band right <laughs> yeah i mean she did uh white empress for a while but hasn't yeah. i don't think really done anything since then yeah um so i know she's excited right to uh to have a band again and you know we all really love working together so it's really fun yeah um so it's going to be great. You know, uh, I think, you know, I think I can say prime has, you know, I said, you know, not to jinx anything, but we have found the singer that I can see staying long-term. Right. So hopefully the, the singer stuff is done. <laughs> we have one that yeah. we can call, call home now. Yeah. It does seem to be a bit of a meme having four singers and only two released albums. Yeah. Well, you know, it shit happens. Uh, shit yeah. happens. Life happens. <laughs> yeah so <laughs> that's single yeah right yeah but uh it's okay i mean firewind right they just now announced a new singer too so i feel like we're not the only one <laughs> oh no it, it happens to a lot of bands yeah um but you know you can only take it one day at a time right so yeah, and I'm stoked that you guys have Planeswalkers going with, with Sozo, so I'll be excited to see what you guys end up putting out. I mean, you said it's more straightforward power metal, which is music to my ears, literally, I suppose. Right. Well, so with Planeswalker, that was the thing, too, is like, um, so Sozo's and I were kind of chatting, because, you know, we still keep in touch, and we were going to do a, a cover video to put on YouTube together, and it's done. I've just been, things just started getting busy, and we haven't actually been able to film the video part yet. And I was like listening to it. And I was like, man, this dude can sing. And I was like, you know, even though the things that happened with Prime needed to happen, I was like, I really still want to work with him in some way. And, you know, you know, other than my sci-fi stuff, I'm a total Magic the Gathering nerd. And I was <laughs> like, well, I was like, why can't... Sozos and I just have like a studio project together, you know, no pressure, low key, like just do stuff when we can. And I was like, I could make it be about Magic the Gathering. And that way oh I'm not doing <laughs> Yeah. That way I'm not doing the same thing again. The best of two... everything together. <laughs> this exactly. sounds like you just like convinced Sozos to be on your Magic the Gathering related project. Is he a Magic fan too? <laughs> no, he's not. And that's funny because it's kind of <laughs> true. I was like, I was pretty much That's like, Sozos, we, we, I was like, dude, let's do a studio project together. I was like, even if we just make an <laughs> album, like, let's do something. He's like, oh, I'm down now. I'm like, cool. It's going to be about Magic the Gathering. <laughs> and so and he's, he's like, like, what is what's that? that? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I've never played. I'm like, don't worry, man. I got you. I'll help you don't out. Don't worry, so. man. Yeah. Um, we were we were wondering um, whether it's going to be about like magic lore or if it's going to be about playing the game itself. You're like, there's this nerd at Friday Night Magic. He plays a blue deck and I hate him. 
<laughs> Can I play this card? No, you cannot. <laughs> Played right. the card, Wh yeah. Where where are all my lands? I swear I put more than two lands in there. Where the fuck are all my yeah. mountains? Is it? It's the, actually all about the struggles of being a uh, magic yeah. player. It's like, oh, I'm yeah. getting mana screwed, or oh, like this blue deck is countering all of my cards. Just like, oh, this green dude has like a seven seven on turn two. Uh, just all the all the struggles. Yeah, yeah, I just bought some Okos and it got banned, and now I'm out a lot of money. <laughs> the struggles. Of <laughs> and a that's magic why I don't player. play modern. <laughs> it's okay. Um, Elks on. So Elks. we're actually gonna be more on the lore, but now okay. I feel like we really, I feel like we really need at least one song. One big song that talks about all these problems. <laughs> One, yes. Like a, like the joke song or something. I want like exactly. an Ed guy thing. It'll be your exactly. bonus track. It's going to be about playing magic. Just, it'll just be called, <laughs> no, it's just going to be called Nope. It's all about nope. blue players and how much I. <laughs> <laughs> how much you loathe yeah. them. Yeah. I love uh, that. Dude, if I, um, if I play on Arena and if I get countered five turns in a row, I succeed. And I just want the person on the other end to know that I am punching them through my computer screen. <laughs> oh, man. That's what maybe, they want. Maybe I should. I know it's what they want, and they get it. They get it from me. Username. That guy is a is a blue player. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> I don't know, but see, I feel like a a blue player who is strategic about it. I can handle a couple counter spells, but it's like when you have those dudes who's just like, ah, counter 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 it's like come on dude are we playing a game or like you playing by yourself here <laughs> you can't play anything no you cannot yeah also how come no every time i try the blue deck like i never have enough land to do all that cool shit it's not fair uh, it's just how it's just how it goes yeah yeah this so is you have did I inspiration for your bonus track <laughs> there we go I'll Did you guys you say you're doing a cover? Did I hear that right? Yes. Oh, so I was going to get to that. So we were going to release a cover together. And then that's what spawned the idea to just, well, dude, let's just do a new project together. Like, why not? Like, you know, because the biggest issue was he couldn't tour, but it's like we can still make music together. So I see no reason why we shouldn't. So now what we're going to do, because we've already announced Planeswalker is a thing, and I'll get to that in a second, because we weren't going to do it so early, but we did. Um. So now what I'm going to do is uh, I was kind of waiting to finish the prime album and do this Kickstarter stuff. Uh, so now that the writing's done and we're tracking, I've already finished tracking my parts. So him and I are going to try to write a single together and get it out soon. And when we do yeah. that, we're just going to, we're going to drop the cover with the single. So now you have to wait for the cover too. So <laughs> mm. that way it's like we have, Oh look, we put out an EP, right? A song and a cover. So, okay. um, so that'll come out together kind of soonish. So what's funny is the reason we announced it super early, because I wasn't even going to announce this until like a few months from now, like when the Helium Prime Kickstarter was done, because I didn't want to like take away from that. But I saw Iced Earth make a super vague post with a Magic the Gathering card. And I was like, <laughs> I will be I'll be damned if I rip off Iced Earth again. So I was like, I'm jumping no. up because we, <laughs> oh, like, we've been again. talking about this idea. <laughs> I was like, we've been talking about this idea for a few months together now, and it's no secret my love for Iced Earth. I mean, just listen to Dire Peril and you can hear it. <laughs> yes. But I was like, if they're about to do something magic related, I'm jumping on it first. So that's why we we released Planeswalkers early. 
Um, oh, oh my God, you're right. There's like a giant magic card on the Ice Earth fa- Facebook page. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And so I was, I was like, I don't know what they're up to, but I did it first. Dang it. No. <laughs> That's why you released it now. I was like, oh, maybe they want like a name to release projects as. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Okay. Yeah. But, um, so, you know, there's the only concern really is I just hope we don't get in trouble for using the name Planeswalker, but is Planeswalker yeah, I was wondering about that. Is it, I don't think it's copyrighted. Maybe it is. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a trademark to the game because Planeswalker, even the way it's spelled, it's very specific to magic. But again, this is a low key project. We're not, I'm not looking to take it as big as I do with prime or peril because I just can't, I can't have three projects going full throttle. So if we get something that's like, hey, stop that, whatever, we'll change the name. You know, I don't care. But for <laughs> so now, we're attached so, to it. Okay. You can get Tanagrad or something. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> to get, to not get yet. Tanagrad is a is a is a verb now. It's a verb now. <laughs> yeah. Funny enough, is they have a song called Planeswalker. They do so. have exactly. a song called Planeswalker. Oh my god. It all comes full circle. <laughs> right? I love it. Oh shoot. Um, yeah. I mean, a I bunch figure, of yeah, stuff has uh, there's a bunch of stuff named after magic cards like there's this brewery in anaheim that just uses magic card names as their beer names and then there's literally a game called path of exile path to exile right <laughs> you know like you can, i need you to know can... that brewery yeah i'll send um, it to you later yeah but no that's uh and that's my thing too is like Again, it's it's something fun that Sozos and I want to do mainly because we just want to keep writing music together. So for now, we'll keep the name. And if we get hit later, we'll think of something else. Whatever. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's low key. That's exactly nice. like yeah, it's fine. I don't even know if we'll print CDs. That's how low key like if we do an album, it's like, here it is online, you know, um, but on Bandcamp. Ex- exactly. So it's not meant to be anything huge. So, yeah. So whatever magic, bring it on. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But not Wizards really, legal team coming. Dude, they come up like, bro, I'll play you for it. Just bust out my deck. You know? <laughs> Let's do it. You play their lawyers. Turns out they all play blue. Oh, no. Bastards. Probably. I could see That's that. That's a lawyer's color. <laughs> yeah. No, you cannot. Yeah. But. Yeah. All right. What else so we do So do you think... Uh, with the whole Kickstarter, were, were you taking? It sounds like you're taking tips from Seven Kingdoms because they did a Kickstarter last year too. I'm mm-hmm. like, we gotta have these goals. We gotta do this kind of engagement. Is running all of that just sort of been like a, a full time job here? It has, because um, you really want to stay on top of it. And you know, with any kind of Kickstarter, I feel the beginning and end is the most important. Because you know, ours mm-hmm. is going two months, which looking back, maybe a little too long. It's two months. But, actually, I didn't even realize that. <laughs> yeah, but um. You, you got to expect during the middle, it's going to kind of die, right? Because the people who want it, who want it right away, they're going to do it right away. And then there's going to be the people who's like, oh, well, I got 30 days. I can wait till the end. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So to me, like my goal was to make 50% in the first week and we, we passed that. So I'm happy. Right. So now I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Um, but then we also have stretch goals, of course. So what we need is the 12,400 that's to cover the album, but we'd really love 
to get some music videos out with this one as well. And obviously those aren't cheap. So stretch goals for this album will go towards music videos. And this is completely unofficial. So if anyone actually hears this here, just know that this is all he said, she said, I, I would love to do vinyl, right? We haven't done a vinyl release yet, but that's so risky because they're so expensive. You know, so my thing is like, what if I get five people who do vinyl and now I have to print a hundred vinyl order for thousands of dollars, that's going to take up a lot of the money. So for me, it's like, if we happen to reach the stretch goals for the music videos that I want, then I might put it out, just put a feeler out there of like, Hey, if we did vinyl, who wants it kind of thing, you know, because, or maybe, I don't know, like a separate small thing for vinyl only because vinyl is so risky. Cause like I said, if we only get five people who want the vinyl, we still have, you know, no one's going to print us five vinyls. We have to do a bulk vinyl print. That's going to be like $3,000 for five. Yeah, vinyls. You kind of have, <laughs> have to gauge like how many vinyl enthusiasts are in, are in your audience. Yeah. I know there's Chad. He'll probably want one. Hardcore. So <laughs> we can, make, we can print one just for Chad. Just for Chad. Yep. So. <laughs> just for Chad. Cause he's, he's the best, yeah. right? Exactly. Are you a vinyl person, Stella? Do, do you you've got a record have, player, right? I have vinyl. Um, I'm not like a hardcore collector or anything, but like, if the art looks nice, I'll get it. Yeah, we. I have a couple of vinyl, but I only ha I have less than like twenty records. Dude, the only vinyls I have I call is like right here. Or anything. And I don't even have a, a player, but. Barbarella. It's just like a disc. conversation piece on the Ooh. shelf, really. Ooh. Right. Yeah. I kind of like some of these. I like most of these are like, so I got like an Iced Earth one, Iced Earth, Demons and Wizards, Iced Earth, Iced Earth. Iced Earth, Iced Earth. It's a lot of, a lot of Schaefer. Ooh, yeah. oh, that damn. is cool so, artwork. So pretty much just Iced Earth vinyl mostly. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't, like I don't. at home, it's usually it's it's usually my husband. He's the he's the like collector of the household. I'm like an extreme minimalist, and I don't have anything. Um, but right. we have we we got like we got a Paladin vinyl from Prague Power. Got all the guys to sign it. Nice. It's cool. And then he has a bunch of Beach House vinyls because he's a huge Beach House fan. <laughs> and awesome. uh, what else did I get? I got I got North Tales vinyl because I really liked it. Um, nice. Yeah, we have a bunch of like random one-offs, but I'm not like I'm going to collect all of a certain thing. Oh, I have yeah. a more Iced Earth vinyl on my wall over here. You can't see, but it's like I have an original Stormrider art print. Wow, um, cool. That I got signed. I have the Plague ZP that Iceter did on the European tour. But again, mostly Iceter. I like Iceter, right? Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Um, yeah. You know, the Terror album was supposed to have a vinyl print, but it was too long. So that's my bad. Uh, so oops. They, they wouldn't do a double vinyl. They would have done one, but the length was too long. Yeah. So they said they couldn't do it. So what's oh. the limit on that? I think you can only do, I don't know for sure, because again, I don't really deal with vinyls, but I think what, it's like 45, 50 minutes maybe for one vinyl. Mm -hmm. um, someone correct me out there. I don't know. 
but I think I'm pretty sure. And the the terror came out to like what sixty five minutes or something. So yeah, it's a hefty one. Dumb long songs, dude. Right. So oh yeah, there's no epics <laughs> on this one either. I, I was like, I'm not doing that again. Not for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the yeah. longest song is like six minutes on this new album. So okay, cool. Yeah. That's not bad. Nah, not at all. So yeah, it's funny we just did our our long songs episode. <laughs> all about like the the pitfalls and the highs of of long songs i i mean and that's the thing too yeah i'd actually be very curious to listen to your guys opinion on that one because like i like i like long songs mostly like i like when symphony x goes long michael romey just knows how to write a long song that can engage me you know oh um, yeah like i don't know we talked I, about that a lot yeah like to me i love the odyssey like i, I can just i feel like Every moment of that song for the whole 24 minutes, he just captures you in the story, you know, and but then at the same time, you know, the Divine Wings of Tragedy. No, I love that one, too. Just kidding. I love most Michael Romeo stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes yeah, I want to say I don't know if I like the shit. long intro for Divine Wings of Tragedy, but then when I really think about it, I do. So just I kidding. feel like it sets yeah. the mood. Exactly. And that's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really does set the mood. So, yeah, pretty much. I don't think there's one long Symphony X song I don't enjoy. So, um, but then also, I don't know, Schaefer, Dante's Inferno. Um, you know, I love the Gettysburg trilogy. That's one of my favorite things that Schaefer's done. So, and then I think my all time favorite is probably. And then there was Silence from Blind Guardian. Oh, my God. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. That, We're all that entire song. obsessed with that. Yeah. What a I'm journey. Pretty, yeah. Like, uh, it's 14 minutes and it still doesn't feel long enough. It's like, wait, why are you fading out? Come back. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no way. And they, they make you, they make you wait for that chorus. You're like, come on. I know. It's yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh man. But, but then every time they go back into it, it's just so perfect. You're just like, ah, there it is. Yep. Like, yeah. How do they do it? Uh, it's, <laughs> it's frustrating. It's, it's wizardry. Yep. Yeah. Long I remember songs. too, because like when that came out, man, that was 2004, 2006, maybe. 2002, yeah. I think. That, that long ago? I think so. Yeah, because I was pretty young to Google a night Google. at the opera. 2002. 2002. So I just started high school. Yeah. 2002, four, five. Yeah. Um, and I remember because like, the single they dropped for A Night at the Opera was And Then There Was Silence. And it's just like my little That's my a little bold mind, move. Yeah, it was. It really was. And my little mind like couldn't handle it. I was like, what's happening right now? Why is this still going? But it was incredible. <laughs> yeah, I was quite young when that came out. I had I wasn't getting into metal born? for a long time. I <laughs> just kidding. I was born. I was seven. <laughs> nice. So if if seven if I was seven and I listened to it and then there was silence, God help Holy me cow. how it would have turned out. Yeah, no, but, you would have uh, been like so enlightened. <laughs> right. <laughs> nah, I think back then I was just, listening to like Smash Mouth or something. It would have just not been fair to the other kids. I don't even know <laughs> if I listened to music when I was seven. That's crazy. The the newest album when I got into Blind Guardian was uh, was uh, Nightfall in Middle Earth. So it had just come out. So the very first Guardian song I ever heard was Mirror Mirror. And this was when I was just yeah. kind of transitioning into power metal. You know, I listened to like ACDC, Metallica, all that. And then a buddy of mine, Anthony, 
who, who was an older guy at the time. He was 18 older. You know, he was an 18. He was a teenager, um, but he was friends yeah. with the family. Yeah. So he he's who got me into guitar because um, my mom was friends with his parents. And, you know, so he was the older kid who played guitar. I'm like, whoa. So he showed me Ice <laughs> Earth. He showed me Blind oh, Guardian. So cool. Yeah, right. Uh, Iron Maiden deal. All that that just started the path. But he's like, dude, check out Blind Guardian. And so this is when, like, you know, LimeWire was still the thing. So I'm downloading. Oh, yeah. Blind Gu- <laughs> I'm downloading. So the first thing I do is Mirror Mirror. And I remember I didn't like it because... Again, I wasn't really exposed to this stuff. And to me at the time, there was way too much going on. I was like, I don't even know what's happening right now. Yeah, dude, I agree yeah. with that. Mirror Mirror has I think it makes them less accessible. Yeah, so it I didn't like it. Song, so um, I did. <laughs> but then I eventually kept going. You know, so I was in Ice Earth because Ice Earth was a little more straightforward. Not so many yes. crazy harmonies, not so many crazy solos. So I kept listening. And then I eventually found my way back to Blind Guardian. Mm-hmm. And now that I could kind of understand what was happening, I was like, oh, this is incredible. And then my bad. Yeah. yeah my bad. Sorry. <laughs> um, so from then on, it's just, you know, Blind Guardian still remains one of my you know top five bands of all time. So. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. Always right. going back to Blind Guardian. It really does. Every every power metal conversation right, just leads yeah, I know. Every time we try to talk about something else, we end up talking about Blind Guardian for like an hour. <laughs> I was just, just saying, I think we could do an entire podcast of just Blind Guardian. Just, oh, and if, if the conversation starts to die, just be like, oh, yeah, but what about that Somewhere Far Beyond album? Right? Oh, my what God. About I, that album? Yeah, oh my man. God. Talk, I, like, talk I about could not that. get into Guardian until I heard Somewhere Far Beyond because, like, I started with Nightfall on Middle Earth too, and I was like, "This is really busy." <laughs> and I think that was, you know, and that was really that album was their transition to kind of what they do now. If you think about it, yeah, getting into absolutely. the the more well stuff they do now. Um, not to say their albums before that weren't very technical in their own way, but that's when they really kind of, you know, got away from the speed speed metally stuff. I mean, it's yeah. still there, obviously, but then they started doing yeah, more totally. stuff like the song Nightfall. Um, mm-hmm. but I think for me, the album that really did it when I kind of went back to revisit was Imaginations, you know, songs like Born in a Morning Hall, uh, really stuck with me, uh, that really, cause you know, back then I was a little thrasher kid, right? Cause I was still into the Metallica <laughs> and, you know, Slayer and all that. So I liked oh, the really, God. really fast stuff. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Then, I think I was more of a emo kid like Chad. i was like not enlightened back in uh 1998 or whenever that was (laughs) you know it's okay it's what's funny though because i was never into that stuff but i had to uh i wrote chat a while ago and i don't know what possessed it but i put on like you know welcome to the black parade from my chemical romance oh wow i'm like listening to it but i was like yo these motherfuckers can write a chorus you know, and that's one thing that Hell really yeah, sticks out can. to me. Well, so I they, wrote they Chad, say carry on. That's the power metal line right there. Well, yeah, it's right? power metal. There it's it carry, is. It, a band <laughs> tells me to carry on. I'm carrying it on. Hell yeah, yep. dude. Um, but yeah, then from I told then him I to even... listen to. I I told him to listen to when Fallout Boy had um, harsh vocals in their oh, 2003 <laughs> album. I was like, yo, you got to jump on that. Yo, these bands were hard and us metal kids just weren't ready for it, I guess. No, no, we <laughs> but, weren't ready for it. We we're too young. But here's the thing, like, you know, now that like listening to 
My Chemical Romance now. And I'm like, now that I'm a more of a musician than I was back then, I'd say I'm like breaking apart what they're doing. I'm like, yo, that guitar riff was sick. Oh, that guitar lick was tight. I'm like, oh, this band's actually pretty legit. So, you know, this might take away some of my metal cred, but it's okay, right? We're no, man. we're amongst friends here. Yeah, no. yeah. No, it, it gives you 2000s kid cred, so that's okay. That's what I need, you know, working as a music instructor now. I got to I got to stay hip and you know, it's, it's I got to know what's what do, going what on. Kid, what are the kids like now? I have no idea. Uh, 21 Pilots is huge right now. Um, Imagine Dragons, the kids oh. love obviously Billie Eilish um mm. and My Chemical Romance is making a comeback dude with with the kids um oh really like I see a lot of the a lot of kids wearing MCR shirts so that's crazy like they Timeless. I just completely forgot about them I was a big fan uh back in like 2000 or right. whatever well it's a funny thing too because a lot of these bands like they didn't they weren't around that long but it feels like they were around forever but it's just because that's what was hot when we were kids because like yeah i mean mcr really only had their big moments on those i think those two albums like the one before and then black parade right um, and then was it three cheers for sweet revenge 2004 that was the one with like i'm not okay yeah and like so it was like that and then black parade and then they had another and then they i mean they've had a couple since but their height was those two and then they just kind of disappeared so it's yeah. like they they really and then but i even think about what kind of blows my mind is i think about bands like system of a down and the huge oh, yeah. impact they had and i think they only had like four albums you know um and then they kind of they kind of split up but like so, the song is their songs are like household names you exactly know? And, and they're then, like all over karaoke thingies. Yeah. Yeah. People trying to sing BYOB is uh, an interesting <laughs> one. Yeah, I bet. Um, even like, I don't know, it's another. I feel like corn. Corn's kind of stayed consistent, but not really. That's in, an interesting one. But because yeah. they, they've stayed consistent as far as album releases, but they really only had their heights with like follow the leader and issues, I think. And then it's like there was this period where these and I don't know, maybe this happens with a lot of bands. I don't know, but maybe these are just the ones I remember, because when I was a kid, these are what we were all talking about. But I remember like follow the leader and issues. That was what was up. And then nothing. <laughs> right. Like, And then you forget about them or like, I don't know, maybe like I just think like a lot of us listen to these bands and we were younger and then we moved on. Got yep. into Blind Guardian. <laughs> That's How many really kids got into Blind Guardian? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Former emo kids get into Blind Guardian. The story of power metal. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it would always it would always hurt me though when I would try to like around my friends, you know, because this is when like again, System of a Down, Slipknot, uh, Tool. These were the big the big bands, right? And I would yeah. try to put on a you know the theater of salvation album from ed guy and all my friends would be like yo what is this shit and i'd just be like all right i'll <laughs> guess i'll go okay, hide fine okay yeah you put on your yeah. tool you know it's not hard enough <laughs> yeah. story of my life <laughs> right? i know one time i put on uh like lost horizon for a friend of mine and he said oh no i like harder metal like slipknot and i'm just like oh okay okay i'll yep. just stay here with my uplifting lost horizon <laughs> Yeah. And like be motivated. 
I just want to hear a, a big whoa. That's is that too much to ask? It's too. It's definitely too much to ask. You know that's the funny thing too, though, man. You know, like with what's going on with the kids these days, you say because like I have a student who's like eleven, and he's actually a little shredder. It's pretty awesome. But we just did a Black Sabbath showcase at my job, and he's just like, oh, I don't like Sabbath. Oh, They're no. not hard enough. I'm just like, <laughs> here we go. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm reaching that age. This is happening, and he's all like, Oh uh, no! He's going off about how like Metallica wasn't hard enough, and I played him like <laughs> I played him Battery, and he's like, Nah. No, nah, this isn't heavy enough. I'm like, battery? Like, what? <laughs> that doesn't... That's awesome. Those riffs aren't enough for you? Like, come on, man. So. Uh, have you shown him, like, Man of War yet? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. That should be next. <laughs> I don't know if he'd like it. <laughs> you probably wouldn't. <laughs> it's probably not hard enough. No. Yeah. It's too, right? like... It's Fighting too the world. Positive. I'll show him that one. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it's just funny. Because it's just those those age gaps, right? Because like you got to think like we're reaching that point where things like eventually bands like Metallica aren't heavy enough anymore. You know, <laughs> that's gonna be <laughs> the dad the rock too. When Metallica <laughs> Metallica's like half dad rock already, I think. Still, but I mean, you listen to Justice or Puppets, and it's you know, it's still there. The riffs are there. True. I'll always always respect. You know, <laughs> but. <laughs> So it's very interesting, but you know, yeah. So being a power metal kid where I grew up, I was definitely alone, right? <laughs> yeah, I think we all were. That's why we're. Uh, that's why we just that's why hang we're out on the internet. Now. That's why we have <laughs> like Discord <laughs> the, and the podcast the just to yes. to start bringing the power metal kids together. Yep. You know, one one loser at a time. <laughs> one loser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's funny too, though. Like I looking back, I wish. I just wasn't exposed to it because, you know, I got that cliche story of growing up in the country town, not having anybody nearby. So I wasn't exposed to the cool things like D&D and magic. You know, I haven't even been playing magic for a year. The cool things. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now that I play it, I'm like, man, I'm kind of glad I didn't get into it because as much as I'm into it now, it would have consumed my childhood. Dude, and but 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 the best part about magic is when you first get into it, though. Like my husband and I, so the, we only got into magic on Return to Zendikar, like in 2014 or something. Like we weren't, we're not like decades long players. And how we got into it was that our friend, we we were like, I I guess I played magic once. I know the rules. You play lands, you tap them, and then he's like, great, let's draft. So we opened up a booster box <laughs> and then we're like, okay, we're drafting. I'm like reading all the flavor text. I'm like, oh, that doesn't do anything. That's flavor text. Cool. Um, and then he let us keep all the commons and uncommons. And he had, he's like, this is a gift to you. So we had like shoebox style magic and we were like building decks with these shitty cards. And it was honestly like so fun. Yep. Shoebox, shoebox well, magic. That's the thing, too. Like a, a friend of mine gifted me a huge box that I've pretty much ran all the resources I can. But like you said, at first, it's so fun because you don't know. And yeah, I'm, like, I'm building this I'm deck doing. with you know, now I'm building a deck with a stupid common card that I would look at now and be like, ah, burn it, you know. Um, <laughs> but at the time, I didn't know. I was like, oh, that's a cool picture. I'm going to use that. But like you said, it's just flavor text. I'm like, so now I'd be like, well, what does it Hell do for yeah, me? Flavor text. You know, like <laughs> I know. <laughs> there's nothing like more a, pure than like the moment you get into magic 
right? Yeah, because now it's, it's like, like when no, I got into I Magic, when I got into Hearthstone. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is a cool looking picture. I'll use this one. Not, oh, does this fit into my aggro deck? Is it on curve? Like, uh, right. All the, yeah, the now, game things. <laughs> now it's like, I need one card that costs this much money. And, you know, the difference that it does from this $1 card is a one mana difference cost. But that one mana difference matters, you know? Yeah. You're like mm-hmm. looking up deck lists on MTG Goldfish and you're like, oh, I don't have most of these. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I can't do it. I can't make all yeah. these substitutions. Yes. When you try to net deck and it's like, okay, what's the budget yeah. version? And it's not the same thing anymore. And, and you're like, it's not the same. I wish I had this. My Dude, I watch. Yeah. Sometimes I'll go just to make myself cry, like the command zone. I'll, I'll watch their games and then I'll go look at their net deck and, oh, $8,000. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me just, you know, throw $8,000 on cardboard. <laughs> Right. Yeah. No big. I, I, I used to play a lot of Hearthstone and I just like I'd watch like the pro streamers with all their legendary cards and be like, wow, that must be so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> have to live yeah. vicariously through them and their Twitch money. <laughs> That's pretty much what I do with Command Zone because I'm like, no matter how much I get into this game, I'm never going to throw 8K on a on a deck, <laughs> but I'll, I'll watch them play and I'll, 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 I'll imagine. Oh, you just killed that guy on turn two. Wow. Must be nice. I'll pretend I had $8,000 worth of cardboard. <laughs> I tr- I tried to, uh, so I took one of their decks and I, I tried to like modify it to something I could afford. And even, Budget version. even getting rid of everything was still, and still trying to make it as strong or close to, it was still like $5,000. I was like, all right, this is not happening. <laughs> That's still, yeah, no. Oh, you went from 8K yeah. to 5K worth of cardboard. Like, yeah, great. <laughs> exactly so damn yeah so blind guardian blind guardian blind guardian (laughs) you know when i heard some far far beyond i was just blown away i had to have that album right and it just became my life for you know how how long (laughs) has it been (laughs) oh yeah um i think you do what really blew my mind was majesty like my first exposure to majesty majesty Yes. My first exposure <laughs> to that song was the live version on their live album that came out after A Night at the Opera. Yeah. The uh, Imaginations Through the Looking Glass? No, b- before no, that, it was just called you. Live. Oh, oh it that was just one. live. It was the one with the picture of the Bard's Tavern. It says live. The, yeah, yeah. That mm. was yep. my wallpaper on my computer for the longest <laughs> Mine too. Because <laughs> they have oh, a wallpaper God, version. Of course. It's beautiful, of course. Yep. Um, so that was my because because you know at the at that time here's the crazy thing, at that time you couldn't get their first two albums in America, um, like the rights for the American releases have been like fucked up for years and they like finally sorted it out like a year yeah. ago. Yeah. Um. So like you couldn't get tales from Tokyo or Tokyo Tales. You couldn't get Forgotten Tales. You couldn't get the first two albums in America. So for the longest time. I thought um, Tales from the Twilight World was their first album. And I was always <gasps> so confused because the bonus track on that is Run for the Night Live. So I was always like, why do they have a live track on their very first album? It was always so weird to me. On and their then, very first album. And then I learned, oh, they have more albums that I did not know existed. So Majesty was my, the live version was my first exposure to it. Dude, you and... must have felt like some kind of fucking archaeologist when you found like <laughs> all the blind. Oh my god, yeah. Vanished from Sanctuary is so sick. 
What about uh, right. Valhalla? Because that's like one of their most popular ones. You wouldn't have known about it. That's yeah, I did. Um, how? Because I knew. Because I did discover that they had out prior albums. I think before Live came out, but I hadn't. Somehow I hadn't heard Majesty. But because again, you know, these were the LimeWire days. Because I knew about Bands from Sanctuary. Like I had that song, but yeah, I'm pretty sure just I just downloaded track, it because it's so popular. Exactly. I, I, yeah, and this dude, I had 56k dial-up, so it was like one night, one song kind of shit. So <laughs> yes. Um. So you Hard know, times. I'd wake, I'd, I'd wake up in the morning like, oh yeah, is my song done? And then you'd find out your internet connection like cut out in the night. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How far we've come. Right. Yeah. Now uh, Spotify. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Now it's on the Fi. <laughs> Spotify glitches for a song second. in existence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What do you guys have planned for the rest of the day? <laughs> I need to eat. I need to go uh, brave the grocery store. I feel like there's more things I got to do for the Prime album. There's always there's like a checklist. There's always something going on. Um, I have finished my tracking of all my parts, so I'm, I got to sit back and just yell at Chad for not doing his solos yet. Um, <laughs> and... Um, yeah, Alex, I think Alex is tracking the last drum song today, so he'll be done. The bass is done. Uh, so we just got leads and vocals, and I know Mary's starting vocals today. Um, so I don't know what I'm going to do. I know there's other things. I'll probably just watch the Kickstarter like a desperate boy, you know, seeing if those <laughs> okay. if those pledges come in. Uh, I'm going to clean up my house a little bit. You know, so now, now that I'm Drink working from surge. home, it's, it's yeah. No. You know, okay. So sad thing about this is I, I actually gave, I had so much and I gave all but a six packs worth to Jeremy because I'm like, you know, trying to do that responsible thing and not drink soda anymore. And it's been yes. going pretty well. So I was saving these surges for hyperspace because they actually expire <gasps> in April. Oh. oh no! Oh my god! Like damn it! Yeah. So <laughs> I was saving all- these for that. Um, we were all going to be at hyperspace too, so that's yeah. why we're like super salty about yep. this. It was going to be my last hoorah was Surge at hyperspace, but Ugh. since I couldn't do that, I drank three of them on that live stream I did, so I have three okay. more that I'll do something with. I don't know. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. All right. Be well. like, once the album is funded or do like a launch party or something. There you go. Yeah, I might, well... You know, like I said, it ends in May, so these will be expired. I might keep one as a momentum and drink two more. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. But, yeah. So who knows what I'm going to do? Okay. There's a lot of things Great. I need to do. Uh, Maybe I'll get here. writing on that Planeswalker song. Who knows? Sounds like you've got a yeah. busy indoor day ahead of you. Yeah. <laughs> got to go find some pudding, too, right? So. Oh, you gotta yeah. find a lot of pudding. <laughs> See, I don't want to go too far. I also, I would love to have a working, you know, bathtub at the end of this as well. So, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, how do you clean that? Yeah, thinking about the logistics of this brings kind of a sense of terror. Well, that's also <laughs> why I'm gonna wait a week to do it. Do a little research on, you know, pudding uh, baths. Yeah, find the yeah. find the cleanest way to do it. <laughs> There's got to be a resource on it somewhere. Right. So I'm not spending, uh, you know, an entire day cleaning my bathtub for what will probably have 20 people watching. Yeah. (laughs) But I have committed. Right. So I must do it. Yeah. 
It would be terrible to have a clogged drain like mid-apocalyptic plague. Uh, dude, but the funny thing is that crossed my mind too. I was like, of all the times to think of doing something stupid like a pudding bath, I chose now. When During most, a plague, a literal it's the most inconvenient time for a plumber to be like, hey, bro, can you come? It's an, What happened? Oh, I took a pudding bath, you know. <laughs> the plumber is going to be like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> You're going to look like the stupidest motherfucker. It'll be hilarious. <laughs> or he might you just be like, you know what, that dude? That's on you, bro. Like, sorry. That's not life threatening. <laughs> or uh, uh, X Mechanistic in the chat has a good idea. Use a kiddie pool. Oh, ah. she's a genius. Kitty pool. You so you well, don't have to worry about destroying your plumbing mid epidemic. Go, go buy a kitty pool. Now you gotta That's go the other thing, though. Pool. Yeah, it's more expensive than, the, well, unless you this have is, to pay for plumbing. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Good point, right? <laughs> pay okay. For, pay for plumbing, buy a kitty pool. So, yeah. Called I think insurance. Those are pretty cheap. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, and also, that means at least one person was watching the stream, which is impressive. It does. <laughs> we did hey, it. They came we got the, the blind one. guardian. We did it, boys. <laughs> <laughs> they came for the blind guardian talk. That's all. Oh, I that's know. right. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever we get we'll Hansi have... back on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I think we're gonna cool. go. Um, we're gonna go seek uh, sustenance now. But it's been great having yeah, you on this chat. Do um. Stay safe, everybody. Yeah. Um, go to yeah. the Kickstarter um, pre-purchase Helion Prime's album. Donate to their to their various uh, reward schemes. Um, stay tuned for a potential pudding bath. For every stay donation, tuned. yeah, <laughs> we will talk about a Blind Guardian song. <laughs> I could do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, easily. We could, we could we could do that easily. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having me, guys. Okay. All right. Thanks, Jason. Bye. Stay powerful and everyone stay, stay safe. Powerful. <laughs> Bye. Stay indoors Bye. and stay powerful.